Hi, this is Danielle Burgum, perinatal mentor and birth guardian with MOV Birth in Asali Birth in the Mid-Ohio Valley. I know it's been a long time since I have hosted a podcast, and really it's a matter of I have been receiving so much input, and I have had so many thoughts circling my mind that I'm not even sure where to begin with my next topic. Some that are simple and short thoughts and some that are deep and really more than what I can cover in a few minutes. Um, But I just feel pulled to talk about this topic that is incredibly sensitive. So here's this, you know, trigger warning that this podcast is going to be about loss and it's going to be about death and sadness and topics that can be very, very hard to think about and to revisit, especially if you have experienced some sort of loss in your life, whether that is through pregnancy or birth or early childhood, or if it is something completely different. So if you're not ready to listen to that kind of a topic or if you're nervous about hearing an alternative opinion about how we feel about those topics, then maybe it would be helpful to revisit this podcast at a later date. But I think it is really important that we explore this topic because it is what drives not only the choices that we make in prenatal care and birth care and postpartum care, but also practically every decision that we make with parenting and the choices throughout our entire life. How we think about other people's parenting, how we think about other people's birth choices, all of this boils down to our fear of death. So when we become pregnant, in most modern cultures, the first thing is to make sure that we're pregnant because we want to make sure that we have all of the supplements and the nutrition and the exercise, that everything is perfect. And that idea of perfection is different based on every individual, every care provider, every style of care provider, every location, every culture, every country. It is all different. There is not one guaranteed modality for supporting women. That is why the Western model of medical care, of medical pregnancy care, says here, I'm going to prescribe you this prenatal vitamin. That's going to cover what you miss. Here, you need to be taking folic acid, not folate, but folic acid, because that's going to prevent such and such from happening. So we go to the congenital birth disorder, spina bifida, things like that. And even that doesn't always work. It can actually cause the problems that it is saying it's going to prevent. And then you can go the completely different route, the clean eating, all organic, dark leafy greens, proteins, no sugar, no processed foods, eating perfectly balanced, walking three to five miles on average every day, that means sometimes more, breathing healthy, perfect, clean air, having all of the support you could possibly need, getting body work, actually not even needing body work. 
so you can see how there are these vast differences and even in that method of prenatal care we still have these less than ideal outcomes and the thing is is that no matter if you have a holistic midwife at home or you birth unassisted or you birth with a neurological team and an OB-GYN team and an OB midwifery team and all of the nurses that are not tired because they haven't been working 12 to 24 hour shifts and you have a birth center that's holistic, you know, whatever that might be, it doesn't matter what you have because it all boils down to the, to the thing that what are you trying to avoid by having all of these things in place to provide you with care. It is all based on the idea that we want to prevent death. We want to prevent morbidity because we are scared of it. We have been taught in, mo in most of these like modern Western cultures, don't do that, it's not safe. Don't do that, you're going to hurt yourself. Don't do that, you might fall and break a bone. Don't do that, you might die. Don't do that to them, they might die. So all of these things in place that we practice daily based on the fact that there is this idea of safety, but safe doesn't exist. Everybody is going to die, everyone. It is not preventing it that is our goal. It is learning how to heal emotionally with a support system in place. It is learning that we can handle these really hard life situations. It is learning that you are going to go through a grieving process and it doesn't always look like the seven steps of grieving. It might look different for you. It might look different for someone else. It might be different between miscarriages. One might be very easy for you to move forward from and another one might be very hard and we can't predict how we're going to experience that but what we can focus on is where is our emotional health at and where is our spiritual health at and where is our physical health at like how can we use that health to move forward when these negative or unideal situations happen because they are going to happen. And that can be really hard for us to accept, not only as women that might be experiencing um, loss in the first trimester or loss, you know, a stillbirth, you know, there's even all of these terms that are thought to be politically correct, but then they hurt other people when you use them. So there's never even this right term because it doesn't matter what somebody says to you after you have experienced the death of a child or the death of a loved one, it's just going to hurt. There's nothing that's right to say. And what is helpful for one person can be very hurtful to the other. And that brings us back to this place of understanding and grace. We all have to practice that. And it's just a choice of saying, I know that there is going to be difficult, there's going to be hard times in my life, 
what tools have I learned to help during those difficult times? Most of our culture teaches us that we have this capability of avoiding those cultures, but that's not, or avoiding those hard times, but that's not true. We can't move past the reality that we are human beings in this temporary experience that we are going to have things that are difficult. So, so how do you, how do you then approach the choices that you make? So it really does boil down to the fact of what you choose for your care, for pregnancy, for pre-pregnancy, for pregnancy, for birth, for postpartum. It is all how you believe a woman and her family should be treated. It is the way that you feel emotional and physical health should be guarded and supported. It is not about preventing those difficult moments from happening. Yes, there are definitely differences in care providers' knowledge. And this is not midwifery versus obstetrics. This is each individual care provider. So their experiences that they've had, the knowledge that they have about overall holistic wellness that also takes into consideration that spiritual wellness is a very significant part of the other parts of holistic wellness. And how do they integrate that understanding into their care? Does their spiritual wellness ideas align with yours? Because if they don't, it's going to be hard to get that sort of knowledge and support from that person. And just, so yes, there are these different approaches. Yes, there are basic fundamental things that we can do to support our epigenetics and our ex our life experience the best way that we can. So yes, eating real whole foods and having a movement-based lifestyle that is full of support from your community and support for your spiritual well-being, that is the foundation. Within that model, there is a lot of flexibility as to what experience you're going to have because your entire life is going to lead up to this point. And much of the time, it is your spiritual well-being that plays out in some of these birth experiences, some of these pregnancy, birth, and postpartum experiences because this is a journey. It is, a, it is an event, a life event that has the potential of significantly influencing the rest of your spiritual journey, but it is still a part of our spiritual journey. And so it is so hard to talk about these topics because we don't always want to look at a new approach, even for families that do feel like they have a really strong spiritual well-being, they might feel threatened that what they thought was, quote, right, needs to change. And that's really this, you know, that's why I haven't posted in a while is because I am really trying to process all of the input that I have had through my personal life events over the past year, six months, three months that are 
making a significant impact on the way that I want to approach childbirth education and approach midwifery care and doula support and what I am able to bring to certain clients and what I might not be able to bring to other clients because it's this relationship. So it all, it all comes back to, you know, what kind of relationships do we have with the people that are in our life? Because that ultimately affects the choices that we make and it affects the fear that we have around mortality and morbidity. So my recommendation to you is to really just sit with your thoughts for a while on what my thoughts might feel like to you and what your thoughts are on your own level of fear. Are you ready to embrace those fears? Do you feel like all your strength comes from yourself or do you feel like your strength comes from a higher, something bigger than you? You know, I, I believe that my strength and my wisdom does come from God. And the more I give that power to him, the easier it is for me to attend difficult situations, to be in difficult situations, the more I try to take everything on my shoulder and feel like I'm the one that has to be strong or that I'm the only one that can be strong or I'm the only one that knows what's best, then that's a, a lot of responsibility on my shoulder. That's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. So we do all have this individual responsibility to ourselves and to our community. How are we giving of ourselves to other people so that we may get reciprocity in return because that's what comes out in birth. That is how we feel about pregnancy and prenatal care. That's how we feel about fear around pain and discomfort. That's how we feel about this fear surrounding what happens in birth and after birth and the days and weeks and months and years that follow. So if you would like more information on my thoughts on how we can support women and their families through not only positive perinatal experiences, but also ones that are hard, whether that's just a hard pregnancy because it's, you know, an illness or a backache or something that's new, or it is a transfer of care or a difficult birth situation, a difficult breastfeeding. Maybe you, you know, that didn't work out quite the same way. These can be small things that, that are small to you, but significant to you. They can be big things that are big to you, that feel big to you. Everybody experiences these things differently. And if you would like some support on your journey, you can find me at soebirth.com or movbirth.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at movbirth plus asalibirth and also Instagram at movbirth. So I would love to walk this journey with you to support you prenatally, pre-pregnancy, or even through postpartum for a happier, healthier birth.